0: Hey everyone, Lindsay Piper Loomis here. Thank you so much for joining me here today with special guest and friend General Michael Flynn as we talk about one of the worst crimes against children with child trafficking. Thank you so much and stay tuned.
1: Okay.
0: Hey General Flynn, welcome. How are you today?
1: Good, Lindsay. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Thank you so much for coming on today to talk about a pretty uh, tough subject, one that I've literally been crucified over um and told i was a conspiracy theorist and that you know people didn't want to hear that that vulgar and gruesome details but here we are i don't know anybody i
1: don't know how anyone in their right mind that knows even an inkling of your story can can call you anything other than just courageous or brave um yeah, you know, I just I I don't know how that happens, but I know that it does. And when we talk about uh, someone who is of your stature who has risen above, uh, yeah, you use the word uh, overcomer, right? Overcomer. Yes, sir. Yeah, so you know, like ha- has has overcome the uh, the the brutality and the you know I, I don't even know how to describe it i mean I, I can't even imagine anything i can't you know i can't fathom what you've dealt with but but has overcome the the um, the tragedy of child of being trafficked as a child uh sex trafficked as a child in a system that is supposed to protect children you know i like i i say to people that you know in in warfare in warfare you never um, set red lines. You know, you don't say, if you cross this line, I'm gonna come and punch you in the nose. You know, you don't do that because what you're doing is you're you're setting yourself up for failure, you're setting yourself up for a place that you might not be ready to to actually punch them in the nose if they cross that red line. And and we've seen that in throughout history when leaders of nations or leaders of of militaries, they say, if you you know, I'm going to set this red line. If you don't do this, we're going to we're going to do the following things. I I think for me, as a military guy, I I would say 99.9 percent of the time, that's probably correct. Don't set red lines in life, uh, for the most part, uh, if you don't if you don't plan on doing something about them. The one sort of 0.1% where I, where I, I step out of that, that diatribe and into uh, establishing a red line is when it comes to anyone that is uh, intentionally harming children Mm -hmm. in any way, in any way. I think that for all of us as adults, and that's why we have a, that's why we, that's why we define adulthood at a, we defined it at a certain age. We define it by law um, in this country, in the United States of America, at least. And and we try to, uh, you know, if if our rule of law system, if our justice system is working, we try to adhere to that law of defining, you know, of of, a, of having this line where you're you're a child and you're an adult, right? It's, and that's still a for most part, it's still a young person. It's like you know the age of eighteen, right? And I do think that, and you know this. There's so many people that are out there harming children, and I mean seriously harming children. It's one thing to just harm children in a classroom by teaching them, uh, by teaching them something that's false. Like teaching a, a history teacher, for example, teaching something that's a, that's false history. That would be wrong, and that would that would bring harm to that child you know, sort of intellectually, but, but I'm really, and I'm talking about that as well as the harm that is brought uh, against children physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually uh, by people that we, you know, those of us that just want to have a normal life, right? We, we would be, we would be shocked at who some of these people are. And there's been plenty of examples, and there's examples almost every day where it's like the person in your neighborhood who who everybody thought was a really good person, right? The person in the in the school system, the superintendent, the the, the principal, you know, the, the the priest, the minister, the pastor, the social services worker, you know, running the local child protective services. And they're the ones that you find are abusing children. Yes, uh, you know, I, I mean, we we had it right up here. I, I'm uh, talking to you from from Venice, Florida, where I'm at right now, and and it just in the time I haven't been living here that long. I haven't been living here a couple of years, and in that time, they had a a a case of a of a of a minister. Who I, and I think if if I have it right, I you know don't hold me to the exact number, but I think it's I think it's right where the minister for forty years, 40 zero years, uh, was abusing children in his in his ministry, and the thing that that always bugs me, and this is what I know, this is what I do know in my own experience, you know in my own experience with with dealing with investigations as an example. So in my experience in the military, and I've had a couple of instances where uh, there were suicides in the units that I uh, that I had uh, where somebody committed suicide. And and, you know, when there's a when there's a suicide in a unit and it's happened to me a couple of times, you know, in in, in a unit that I'm responsible for, I'm responsible for the health and welfare of everybody in my unit. And all of a sudden you find out, you know, you hear you get a call and somebody goes, hey we got you know the set tragically we have a you know somebody hung themselves or somebody shot themselves or whatever and they committed they they committed uh suicide and one of the things that we do then in the military is we run what we call a line of duty investigation line of duty it's called a LOD line of duty investigation and your audience you know however big or small it is now and I'm, and I'm certain it'll grow your audience some might be veterans but You know, and everybody understands investigation. So, line of duty investigation is you're trying to determine if the person who killed themselves did it while they were in the line of duty. Because if they're now dead, they then receive in and they're on active duty in the military. They then receive a, a, a bunch of benefits, right? They receive benefits. They receive death benefits because they're, you know, they receive an insurance payment. They they might even receive a lifelong payment to a to a child or a spouse left behind right so, so you do a line of duty to determine did the did this did this death occur in the line of duty so that's just that's just a little bit of that story but one of the things that I have I discovered in 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 the investigations that I that I had to do or those that I had to um, support in other uh, aspects of my military career, is that somebody else always knew. So in this case, I'm talking about somebody who committed suicide and everybody goes, oh my God, I wish I knew, I wish I knew. Well, what I learned in every single one, 100% of the time, somebody else always knew. Mm. It doesn't mean that the whole town knew or the whole unit knew or the whole, you know, the, the everybody in there, even in their barracks knew. It just, that's that there was a couple of people, usually more than one, They always knew that something bad was happening. They always knew that there was a that the person was going into a period of depression. That the person was was reaching out in in different ways. That the person's behavior had changed, and they started to ask different questions. And and I'm taking you and your audience through this because I'm trying to give the the you know the experience of my or the you know the, the the lifetime of experience that I've had. Very privileged, and you know, and especially, you know uh, serving in our u s. military of what I learned. and what I learned is that somebody else always knew. And in this this issue of trafficking, this issue of trafficking, when we find these things out and when somebody is recovered or somebody is is, you know somebody is rescued, then what you do is you do, you know you do the investigation and you've you've been through this in your life you know that somebody else always knew clearly the people that were doing that were abusing, they knew they had friends who knew guaranteed. They had, if somebody really dug into the investigation, I, I pay very close attention. I'm again, I'm here in Florida. I pay very close attention to a lot of these different cases that pop up in Florida because it's in the news here. And, you know, we have a great sheriff up in uh one of our counties here. Name is Grady Judd. He's a terrific sheriff. Uh, his county is Polk County, and he keeps busting these people in that come out of Walt Disney you know that are that are that are running these either they're running or they're or they are participating in these pedophile rings or pedophile, uh, you know, these trafficking circles. Right. And so I, I, I go through all this because what what I would guarantee is that somebody else knows that that this is happening to a to an individual child or to a group of children. Wherever it's happening, whether it's happening in your hometown, whether it's happening in my hometown, and that's the last thing before I jump jump off. I'll, I'll stop here. Is that people need to understand this is not just happening down on the border at Eagle Pass, Texas, or in Juarez, Mexico, and or you know in the in the city of Juarez, which is a border city on the uh, on the U.S.-Mexican border, or a place called Agua Prieta, which I've been to, or Nogales or Tijuana. These are all places I physically have been to. This is not just happening there that the an an action to to move to traffic might be happening. But and there are clearly abuse cases ongoing constantly because of just the tragedy of the of this of this uh, invasion. But it's happening in our hometowns. It's happening in our cities. It's happening in our churches. It's happening in our ministries. It's happening in our locker rooms. It's happening in homes and people have to stop turning away from it as though it's not their problem. And, and because it affects every single fabric of our society. And, and it is not easy to talk about. It is not a, 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 pl- a pleasant thing to have a conversation about. It is, po- you know, it's political only in the sense that, that the, the political people that we have in our in our country don't want to talk about it. You know, they, they don't, they, you know, they don't want to talk about it. They might add something to a bill or they may not. And they don't want to talk about it because it's like, oh, I don't know. It's I'm uncomfortable talking about it. Why? Because it's a very imagine being the child that's being trafficked. Exactly. You know, so how uncomfortable, you know, does that child feel? Right. So, I mean, it, again, I'm talking to, to you and that's why you know you you should be you should be so um and i, I don't i don't like the word proud because i think it's a, 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 a you know some of us pride is one of the seven deadly sins but you should feel that you have risen above something that um that not you know not many have the mo- the majority don't the majority collapse and so i don't know, i don't know i'm just I'd go on and on. I mean, I, I love the the word that you used when you, you know, in one of our first conversations about being an overcomer and maybe that's something that to, to, I don't know how many, if you've ever explained that to anybody you ever explained that word or why you came up with that.
0: Uh, not really, but next week at our event, I'm launching the overcomer series for people, not just people who have, you know, been trafficked, but, because it might be something that they're not ready to walk through yet, but how to take yourself from sitting on your butt and saying, what can I do to get involved? And I always tell people, look in the mirror and take a step. Well, what does that mean? So taking them through a seven-step process, and the seventh step is actionivism. And it's really a a way to overcome, because this country is only going to be saved, um, yes, by God, but by us partnering with him, the solutions are not in the Republican or Democrat Party or in large government, but in the people. And so it's it's basically a mechanism that takes people from an awareness of being a victim or what can I do to um, a place of being uh, plugged in and deployed into action.
1: Yeah, well, and I and 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 to me, what what I hear you say is that where it needs to happen is at the we're closest to the child, right? In the community. It has to happen locally. People locally have to wake up and say, it's, it's bad. You know, I live in Sarasota County. I I have been told that Sarasota County, if it's not the top, it's like number, it's like in the top three of the, of the, uh, of the counties, 67 counties in Florida. It's in the top of human trafficking. And, and, and yet, Sarasota County is one of the wealthiest counties in Florida, maybe in the country. It's maybe in the, so, you, so now you say to yourself, well, why, how is that the case? So anyway, I, I know one of the other things that we wanted to talk about, because you just mentioned it is the upcoming um, uh, America's future, which I'm the chairman of the, you know, it's a 501 C3, a nonprofit and we have a project uh, 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 protect and defend our children and we have started in earnest on um, on what we call getting in the fight, helping end child exploitation and trafficking. And this coming um, 16th and 17th, if I have that right. No, I'm sorry. 17th and 18th. I got the dates. I'm looking at my looking at the dates right in front of me. It's the 17th and 18th. And we have a, a lineup of uh, of really terrific people and this particular one is uh because we've had such an outpouring of uh of people asking to uh to participate we have actually had to move the venue wherever we were we they'd moved the venue and i think i think now the venue is i think it's the sarasota fairgrounds uh it sh- it shows here ken clark building if i have that right um and what we're going to do is we're going to have sort of a an opening night, uh, with the first day on the 17th, where we're going to have some, some introductory, um, presentations by some really terrific, you know, terrific people. And we're going to show the movie, in, uh, in the light, the newest, you know, the new premiere that just came out last Friday. We're going to show in the light there, uh, on the first evening. And then the next day is really training. It's really training sessions. And this is really where you're, uh, your experience, your judgment, your uh, courage—it um, will really kick in for us to be able to to embrace the 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 people that show up. And what we want is we want people to show up that then will go out and do stuff. In the military, we say we we say train the trainer, right? So we we get really experts. We bring in people who are activists or. Who are have some experience? We bring them in, we train them, and then they go out and they train bigger audiences. And that's kind of what we're hoping for, right? We and and we're just getting this. We're just really kickstarting this whole effort. I mean, we've been at this now for about six months, but we're now we've we've now shifted into a different gear and and, and another path that we've been planning, and that's the training. So this is one of our first efforts here in in uh, in Florida. We will continue to do these in Florida, but we also have a plan to go around the country. I know uh, uh, my sister Mary, who you know is you know they've been up to Michigan, they've been into Texas. We're we're looking at Minnesota. Uh, we're looking at other parts of the country to do these training events, and more than likely, we will probably get on a, a at a minimum probably a, on a monthly basis where we're going around the country to do this. Has to be done. I don't know. Uh, if we can save every single child that's out there, uh, but if we save one, then then uh, that that one child may be the child that is the child that saves the world, right? And you just you just don't know. So uh, we will do our best to to uh, to do as much as we can. And and uh, and uh, and I I am so appreciative of taking some time with you today and uh, and 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 helping hopefully raise the awareness of uh, what it is that we're doing in America's future but also what um, you're trying to do and what you're attempting to do with your own life to expand the voices of those uh, that have that have lived your type of life and now you're also not just not just um talking about this issue of child trafficking but you're also talking about you're deeply involved in politics and and you know and and you have Already considered and, and and run a campaign and now you're looking at that again. So I applaud you for everything that you're doing because I think to me, people like you are, are amazing and uh and brave. And I wish we had I wish we had I wish we could clone you and uh and sprinkle you all over this country for the you know and, and uh and get you get people like you involved in politics because our politicians I think are just doing such a disservice to our country because they're not they're not hammering home this issue, and they're allowing our country to be destroyed. And it's uh, and and I and I know that there are solutions, and and you have represented a solution um, to, to so many. And I'm not even sure you realize how much of an impact you've had because you've certainly had an impact on me. So anyway, thank you for allowing me to be on your your show today.
0: Thank you for just coming, and I just appreciate your heart ever since the first time I met you, which was (laughs) praying at the Super or at the Supreme Court. But I'm just so thankful for you and your family. I'm excited to see you guys next week and to be a part of a team that walks in humility and love for God and for country. And I really believe we're going to uh, change the course of this country, even if it's and it's all going to be through. Obviously, God, that's always in, you know me, it's always God, but through the people that's the only, that's how this country was founded, as you know. I'm preaching to the choir. but thank you so much for your time and uh, is there anything else that you want to share of of how we how we can support you and what you are doing or anything else that you want to put out there?
1: Well, I think that people need to understand that freedom has to be guarded, you know, it's not free. Right, and we always say freedom is freedom isn't free, and I like that phrase, and I think it's fine. But freedom actually has to be guarded, meaning you we we have to protect it. Right, we have to defend freedom, and and uh, especially for 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 children. I mean, they don't know which end is up. Um, I I think for for me, and you know, and how do people help? You know, go to AmericasFuture.net. You know, AmericasFuture.net. So. Um, and, and on it, you're going to see what, what it is that we're talking about. You're going to see the project that we're deeply involved in. This is going to be our passion. This is where we're going to, to put the, the resources that we have, and we are going to move forward uh, in a very disciplined and very methodical sort of you know, way uh, to get to raise awareness, expand voices, save children. I mean, that's kind of yeah, I think that's a noble cause. And our a nonprofit, which is one of the oldest nonprofits in the country, that uh that is the type of cause that that uh that our nonprofit has always been about. And uh, and now we're gonna just continue uh, down this path to to do that, to achieve those goals. So anyway, americasfuture.net is how people can help.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much, General, and I'll see you next week.
1: Okay, God bless. See you next week.
0: Thank you.